Shut up and sit down. Hey everyone, and welcome to One's Too Many, a podcast dedicated to helping veterans and first responders get through the struggles they might be facing internally or externally. Hear interviews with special guests and experts. So whether you're struggling with transition, depression, or even problems at work, we're here for you to give you actionable advice and examples of how you can get through them and succeed by those who have struggled too. I'm your host, Adam Salters, and thanks for listening. some shit like that mm-hmm. and somebody's expecting you know guys kind of expect that like they're they're going to get some help out of that and i mean that may work for some folks mm-hmm. to be honest with you you're frustrated living fuck out of me <laughs> no absolutely yeah. it's a failing system i mean somebody's like hey take these drugs mm-hmm. come in a month mm-hmm. don't never let your pistol in between it i'm like what okay that's great advice awesome for me, it, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it wasn't there. So, you know, what I did is I did fucking something pretty extreme. I mean, I, I created a business around this shit. So I knew I couldn't really function the way I used to. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I can even to this day, but I just, I'm not that guy anymore. So, mm-hmm. so I'm very, very careful. I constructed an environment where I have a serious positive impact on the community. I'm mm-hmm. still got with my brothers and shit. I'm still working with uh, folks. I was at a Gold Star event mm-hmm. 35 minutes ago, mm-hmm. you know, presenting stuff. So, I mean, I'm tied into the community, and I make an actual effort to make sure that I'm making an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not got a halo over my head or anything, to be honest with you. If I don't do that shit, I go bad shit crazy. So mm-hmm. I have to, like, it's like my medication. So for me... I need to be taking action, I need to be doing shit, and I need to be making an impact. And when shit starts going bad, uh, you kind of got the choice between starting to crack open a bottle of Jim Beam or uh, the more difficult choice to put your big boy pants on and mm-hmm. start doing something else that has a positive impact. Because when you get done with that positive impact, it's real. Mm-hmm. It's tangible. You can touch it. You can feel it. Uh, and you get a lot of positive reflections out of it and just good feedback and shit that just helps me. And I, I pull out a lot of my brothers doing the same thing. I got three gold star kids that work in my shop. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, you know, I got kids with autism, one with autism. I got one with serious drug and alcohol issues. Mm-hmm. He's, he's suicidal. So, so, you know, we work together as a team and I can identify when, this little metric, this thing I'm doing is, is, is working. I can kind of see when people are off and I can pull them aside and talk mm-hmm. to them. And it work. It helps me too. So the, so much so is that I'm looking at, you know, my, I have my business and I'm strongly considering expanding the scope of it significantly to pull in a lot more bets. And, mm-hmm. and it's not just bets. It's first responders. You're exactly right. I like to tell them. I, I swear I see these, what these first responders are doing I was in for 30 years, and I, I see what this police guys are doing. I'd say it's harder than anything I ever did. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like, they're, they, these guys are fucking fighting. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, you look at the stats, how many officers are getting killed. Man, their numbers are pretty high, man. And it, it's, it's full-on serious shit. So, and they don't often get a lot of backup. Like, we, you know, we're, we got the spotlight, like, we, like mm-hmm. you said. And they don't have that support network, and I think they just feel alienated. 
which mm-hmm. seemed doubly. You can only imagine how the Vietnam vets acted, felt yeah. when they got back. And, mm-hmm. You know, I was like, fuck you. I was like, holy shit. You know, so... I can't imagine um, how that would be, like, the difference between what we're doing now, like, when we come back, everyone, I mean, you basically get a parade, as opposed yeah. to back then, like, being called baby killer and all these other terrible things. Yeah, you couldn't return, didn't feel like you are returning with honor, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, what the hell? Especially when you're one of the people that gets uh, drafted for Vietnam. Yeah, that's yeah, just shit, it's just shit, so... Yeah, I, you know, for me, my metric's a little different, and it, and it doesn't work for everybody. So I caveat it again with, it's going to sound bad, uh, the way I put it, the way I look at it. I had a friend of mine, he's he's doing some shit, and he creates these slogans. He's got one of his slogans, it's like, uh, it's up to us, no one else is coming. And it's like you're on a mission, mm-hmm. going fucking south. Hey, dude, there is no QRF on this one. Mm-hmm. We got to fucking knock this out. And I'm not saying there's not resources. You call the number, the hotline right now, and somebody's going to pick that fucking thing up mm-hmm. and resource to help you. And that, that's good. But hopefully I'm not fucking calling that number. I mean, yeah. shit's really hitting the fan when that happens, you mm-hmm. know? So the day-to-day support network is in the mirror. Mm-hmm. If you're really lucky, you got a fucking spouse that loves you. Mm-hmm. And then you got you got plus one. Mm-hmm. you're supposed to be a parent so be a parent the kids are there but you know golden retriever might be plus one and a half you know, so, <laughs> no, yeah. you know that's what you got man. that's what you got you're 24-7 I've been very 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 careful to craft a a lifestyle that you know I, I, I manage my negative I, I know what my triggers are mm-hmm. so for an example, two days ago, I was added at that. That was full on a fucking trigger for me. That shit fucks me up when I go to these things. So I went, did my shit, uh, and luckily my wife, she gets it. You know, I'm like, you get the fuck out of here. So, you know, we, we leave in a, in a quick fashion. You know, if I got, you know, there'll be people that are triggers. You know, they are. They just, some people are fucking dicks. Mm-hmm. So you need to, people need to take a, respect yourself enough to remove yourself from that environment. Mm-hmm. Now, you could go kick their ass. I'm not sure <laughs> that's going to solve anything. It's a long-term you, answer uh, for it. You're, you're, not, you're not really fucking helping yourself. I mean, just, you know, there's, there's a fucking assholes. I go out there, I meet them, I treat, you know, and like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And I get the fuck out of there. Those people show up, I'm like, hey, I need to separate myself from uh, certain triggers. Uh, mm-hmm. People, everybody's got their triggers, you know. Mm-hmm. The guys that are out there with the spouses, and it's a constant. It's not a battle. It's a constant discussion. Mm-hmm. Really married. Uh, you got to talk with the wife. Like, hey, man, you know, she'll have the thing. You know, you'll. Everybody's got the fresh points. You just got to talk it through. Like, hey, man, when this happens, you just mm-hmm. got to know this. This guy makes me some bad shit crazy. You know, mm-hmm. so so. Help me help you. You know, I don't want to be a dick, you know, but uh, when this stuff starts happening, mm-hmm. not even I know what the fuck's going to happen next. You know, I'm just, you know, I, I, I lose a little bit of control. How do you find, find those triggers? You mean you just had to, like, kind of, like, I mean, find them on accident? No, I mean, it's just, like, you know, as I'm walking around and, you know, I just, you know, every day, whatever, you know, I mm-hmm. would see the things that would, I'm still for 30 years, dude, man. Mm-hmm. I love I deeply love that. I love the community. You know, 
So, for example, you know, I can't remember like I used to. I just got some TBI. I got some other mm-hmm. shit going on. So I just can't. I, I can't manage things the way I'm supposed to. And so as a result, I, had, I literally had to. I felt like I fucking divorced my family. I had to pull myself out of that network. Didn't get a GS job when I retired and shit. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that, you know, if I stayed in that, you know, I, expe- I have a level of expectation of myself mm-hmm. and I could meet that. And you just have to be honest with yourself. Like, okay, what can I do? What can I not do? And then just honest, no shit, no fuck around assessment of what you can do. And you should never undercut yourself, but be mm-hmm. realistic. Like, hey, I'm not what I was, you mm-hmm. know? So what's the new normal? And then if you can't, like me, I couldn't operate the way I used to, and I couldn't remember function that way, so I couldn't accept it. You mm-hmm. know, especially when you know, if I'm going to go work at a place where I, people's lives are in their hand, you know, it, it shit counts on you executing properly. I take myself out of that, and that mm-hmm. that was fucking brutal. But what really made it work for me is I took a long time, and I knew it was coming. I seen that shit. I was like, okay, what, what the fuck am I going to do? What, you know, how am I going to do this thing? And, you know, that I created my business and I'm able to still serve. Mm-hmm. I'm still tied in with the community. It's fucking super positive. We do a lot of donation work. You know, we got a lot of great shit going on and there's still pursuit of perfection. Mm-hmm. I can manage my schedule to the point where I'm not losing control. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to run my machine, in, you know, as fast as I can run it. Mm-hmm. Today, possibly I can, but I, I'm sure as hell not the far I used to be. But I, I'm able to manage my situation where, if I have to tap the brakes, I can. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. How'd you How'd you get started into doing that? Fuck, man, doing dart work and shit. Yeah. Wow, it's kind of interesting story. So, got to seal teams, and I became a breacher, mm-hmm. and then uh, I did that for quite a while, and then. Uh, I did it for my whole career, really. But then I got on a super crazy high-end project, multi-million dollar project, and then we really got surgical with this shit. So the more I had to learn how to break shit, I had to learn how to build it. So I could, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, how, how it was done. And that, and I was at a place where they just had all the tools, all mm-hmm. the magic, you know, from electrical shop, wood, metal, everything, mm-hmm. great people, and I just immersed myself into it. I guess it kind of, it was therapeutic for me even back then, mm-hmm. you know, just go in there and make shit and crap shit. But the other side of it too is I remember guys distinctly, guy would be doing 15 years and they would be leaving. We have a party and drink and shit. Mm-hmm. Sent them off and I was like, fuck dude, aren't we giving them something? I'm like, guy <laughs> just did 15 years here. I'm like, what? So... Uh, we started blasting plaques. We do. I still, to this day, do a lot of explosive artwork for mm-hmm. uh, squadrons. They bring me in on the ranges. Uh, I'd hope someday you can come by and see the shop. It's fucking epic. But, Absolutely. Uh, it's crazy stuff in there. <laughs> Over 200 historic artifacts from U-2 spy plane, uh, F-22 Raptor pieces. Got a 190-pound piece of World Trade Center. We got a ton of shit, mm-hmm. ton of stuff. But, yeah, that just kind of just kept picking up steam, and I just... Just found I had a knack for it, and I enjoyed it. You know, I just dove in really hard from metal, wood, to CNC stuff, to learning how to write code for CNC machines. I build my own now. 
it's it's pretty sexy. It's, it it worked out, and like I was in for a long time, so I had the advantage of having enough time to kind of mm-hmm. step that in. I really think a flaw that the military has right now with the guys is, you know, they teach them all the skill. They got a lot of skills. I mean, guys are you know, first things first, you know, warfighter. Mm-hmm. So, but what they don't do very well is teach the guys. Hey man, go and serve. Go serve. You want to be a woodworker? Be a woodworker. You, you need to have some outlet. There's got to be a way of entertaining yourself other mm-hmm. than Jack Daniels. So, you know, constructive. So, you know, I, I think that is a huge part that's missing. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm not saying what guys should do. I'm trying to create a network on my side where if a guy wants to come and learn wood, metal, CNC, nerd shit. You can come in my shop. I got other guys that do blacksmithing stuff. I got another guys that do gunsmithing. Mm-hmm. It's just, hey, just just come in, learn what you want. I do have pretty strict rule on like, hey, when you come in, you got your shit together. Mm-hmm. You're here to freaking kick ass. You're not here to kick ass. This ain't the fucking place. Mm-hmm. So so, come with your big boy pants on. We're gonna freaking spin up the machine. And uh, if you meet me halfway, I'm going to teach you some amazing shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a lot of guys in the shop, and it's it's pretty 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 good. Um, but I would like to see that expand to a much broader range. And I, I, I hope that answered your question on how I kind of got into it. <laughs> no, yeah, head, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've looked at a lot of your stuff. I mean, it's all it's it's all really amazing. I know uh, I saw you did something for the President Trump and Senior Chief uh, Slabinski. Fairly oh, yeah. recently. Yeah, and I went through buds together. Yeah, oh, we're, really? We're fucking, we, went through, fucking, we went through some shit together, and then uh, we're at Damnick together. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the piece for the president was some powerful shit, dude. Mm-hmm. We reached out the Gold Star families for if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So the presidential seal we made for the president uh, has 50 stars around it, and there's 13 in the middle. Mm-hmm. So under every single star, we put an artifact. We were able, by the end of it, we were able to represent over 60 of the families of the fallen, and we also had shit from guys that were was on the uh, Manhattan Project to mm-hmm. all the other shit mm-hmm. that I mentioned before, just crazy stuff. Right? Actually, got it. It's right here. Yeah, we they made a book, which is like you know the every star you put like a little. This one's got World Trade Center steel on that star, and then mm-hmm. it's got the write-up that pertains to it. You know, you move forward. This star here's got a piece of the Berlin Wall. You know, this one here has a piece of the space shuttle launch platform. Mm-hmm. Okay, just fucking epic shit. You know, no, absolutely. And what's really cool is the community's still buying in. They, they, they've dropped me off some sand from Thermopylae to Hot Gatesburg, mm-hmm. 300 major sand, like 400 <laughs> B.C., just crazy shit, too. One of my Gold Star kids brought me some uh, sand from this trip they went up to uh, Alaska, and they just named one of the peaks up there Gold Star Peak after all the Gold Star family. So, yeah, we're starting to use that uh, for, for a bunch of folks. And it's just, it's, it's feel good, good shit, man. It's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know? what, yeah. what was your favorite piece you have made so far? Wow. Uh, <laughs> Put you on the spot here for a second. Most, most complicated one for sure was what we did for a president. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britt really put my ass in a bind for that. Uh, that was a bitch. Had a couple weeks of engraving, just hand engraving on that too. The CNC work, the writing, the code was brutal because if you look at the piece, there's probably 20 layers of metal. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just crazy complicated uh, piece. 
favorite though? Wow. I mean, we've made <laughs> some epic tables. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Man, that's a good question. I have to think about it. Maybe my, I made this table for my son. It was badass. So in Bagram, we had, when the machine first kicked off, you know, everybody lived in basically plywood mm-hmm. huts out there. And uh, oh, yeah. uh, one of the huts that we had was where we stored our demo. And, and it, I mean, thousands of missions worth of demo was kept in this fucking thing, always ready to go type mm-hmm. shit. Well, uh, they finally tore all that shit down. And then, you know, it was Bagram. So it wasn't like you had concrete trucks back in, back then when it first built the shit. So what they had was these big old uh, beams, Afghan beams, that were the foundation. Well, they brought those beams back to me, and uh, they were like, hey, Jimmy, you can have it. Do something. So these are these big, massive, four-inch thick beams, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, about eight foot in length. And I made this table for my son's birthday. He's in a, he's a Virginia Tech doing aerospace engineering. Mm-hmm. But this fucking thing, I made a Viking table for him. And this it's got epoxy pour top, it's epic. Mm-hmm. The table it lifts up, drops down, it's got fucking probably uh, it's got twenty daggers, fucking five, six swords embedded in it, it lifts up and down, it's got the 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 the, the, the dragons and shit that were on the front of the, the Viking boats and things like that. It's pretty fucking cool. We we had, we had, we just nerded out and had fun building that <laughs> one. That might have been my favorite one. No. Pretty heavy too. I'm sure it was heavy. I feel like that's more, ex- I mean, it's a lot more exciting when you're having fun doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we get a lot of, <laughs> we get a lot of pretty fun builds in the shop. Mm-hmm. Never, never a day we don't have a, you know, we've made Mickey Mouse shape mm-hmm. shadow boxes to, you name it. It's just weird stuff. It's pretty fun. Thor hammers. <laughs> <laughs> But the real question, does it fly like a Thor hammer? No, no. That's the... We are putting a 600-pound magnet in it, though. I got it in the shop, so it's going to run off a RF device. Mm-hmm. So, like, the guy with the, the RF device on his hands could be able to remove Thor's hammer from its uh, resting spot. It's gonna be <laughs> cool. Oh, that'll be fun, though. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> little kid shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like I said, I feel like that makes it more exciting. You said you dealt with some veterans that are like having hard times getting out. They're in my shop every day, brother. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, I stump some of the guys. They struggle, and you know, the, I've been very, very fortunate. I went to NICO, the National Intrepid Center of Excellence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Vaguely, uh, it's a completely fucking amazing place. Go up there uh, for a month in Bethesda. You got a team of docs that. Every, every scanner is known to man. You got from physical therapy to they teach you, you know, yoga and all sorts mm-hmm. of shit like that. And they, they actually show you more than anybody could ever do. But uh, their concept is, and it's a good concept, you know, there, there's 50 techniques, that you, things that you may want to think about starting to do, whether that's art or whatever. And then uh, pick the ones that work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they set you up with the tools, so. That was huge, just going up there and gaining, A, just, you know, you're sitting down and you'd have a lot of frank discussions with, you know, your little cohort, the guys that were going through with you at the time. Mm-hmm. You hear their stories and you get the strong sense that you're not alone, which guys aren't, you know, and 
you know, it's just, a, you know, some guys, girls, you know, they take it as a, a weakness thing. I mean, hey, man, you're human, man. Mm-hmm. Shit fucks you up and you're feeling bad. Probably mm-hmm. a reason for it. And, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. Some people like let shit go. I'm like, I'm not very good at letting shit go. Not sure I want to let it go. So, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, I'm not, I don't think I have any magic formula. I just believe in yourself, trust yourself, do the best you can. You are going to fuck it up. Understand that. Know it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When you make the mistake, try not to fucking do it again, but don't be too brutally hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. I got guys that are in my shop that work for me, and I just know they're going to implode mm-hmm. on a fairly regular basis, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it okay. I just know it's going to happen. I don't. I almost look at it like they, they don't have a choice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, yeah. it's better. I mean, it's better to let it out every once in a while as opposed to b- bottle it all in. Well, these guys are struggling. They're mm-hmm. struggling. So, so they fall off the wagon or they fucking do whatever they're going to do. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think you know, when these guys are looking for a job, and, which is really challenging, mm-hmm. you know, you find somebody that gets it and will understand that and work with them. Mm-hmm. Being like a fucking man and a brother, not just a piece of fucking equipment. And that, that'll make a huge impact but I mean it's pretty tough man. it's pretty tough you know, bosses I got a business man. I got to make a fucking money you mm-hmm. know I mean it's got to happen so uh, when my guys fall off the wagon or fuck things up then that makes it hard it mm-hmm. makes it hard and, but I see that you know they're not it's not malicious when it's happening mm-hmm. you know you know and I can see the flash of shame and my job as a leader is but talk to them, get that shame out of there. Say, hey, bro, hey, you all right? You know, can you talk about this shit? What do you need? Fucking. And, and I talk to them honestly. I mean, it isn't all nice. Mm, like, hey, yeah. The fucking job here. Friday, fire that shit up, do whatever you're going to do, but hey, let's, let's try to stay focused. But there is a, a general side. I mean, and when they come in, you know, I'm like, I'm not on their ass. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's different. There's no secret metric, you mm-hmm. know. So, you know, but I think there's a society has to probably change the way they think a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nobody's fucking perfect. Period. Yeah. So, cutting ourselves a little fucking slack would probably go a long ways. My guys know that I got their back and. Mm-hmm. I'll get in her shit. Don't have no doubt about that. I'm <laughs> one of the tougher bosses, but they know I got their back, and as a result, I think I get performance nobody else could get out of. It. I mean, mm-hmm. those guys know it's a trusted environment, it's a safe environment. You know, you know, when my autistic kid says the absolute wrong thing twelve times a day, all day, us as a team pull together. Hey, you can't say that, and we. <laughs> It's a safe place, mm-hmm. you know, because we're kind of you know, 16. He needs to be, be a man here in about two minutes. Mm-hmm. We need to shape him and help him get online. And in doing so, that helps us a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? You know, we feel a little better, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. You kick, you kick that kid in the ass and throw him out the door. I'm not sure if anybody should be feeling very good about that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he's trying. He's mm-hmm. not, 99.9% of people are all trying to do the right thing. They just, well, fuck it up. <laughs> no, yeah, it happens. Well, yeah. I, feel, I feel like coming out of the military, it kind of pushes us sometimes to kind of like expect perfection out of things. And that's one of like the harder things for me when I got out was suddenly, like I didn't know, you moved from a situation where like you know what was going on, you know how to do your job, into something like, I mean, the Army didn't really teach you how to go to college and teach you how, like, how to survive outside. And so I feel like that's one of like the harder things like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, wow. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, as, yeah, fuck yeah. I don't think I struggle with it as much. I see my brothers struggling with it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't have the answer to it. it. The the blessing of the military is if you're driven, mm-hmm. you got God given talent, you can do some fucking amazing shit. I mean, like I did crazy shit. I had the best career ever. I mean, I just did. I mean, just wow, you know, mm-hmm. shit that I would able to do and a trust that was empowered in me it still blows me away I just know I'm not that guy anymore. you know mm-hmm. so I'm not trying to be that guy I'm not trying to be a contractor mm-hmm. shit or you know I just kind of redevelop myself into something that uh, was sustainable for me and that I could grow mm-hmm. and become better at you gotta have a pursuit of perfection there's gotta be something that Mm-hmm. fired up and feels good that you're still learning but fuck man it's just I don't know you know that, the, the first responders I, I see those guys I don't think it's too bad for the firefighters I mean they go through some stress but the police officers right now are just fucked and I think um, I don't know I don't have any idea what's the right thing there I mean society's pretty jacked up with those guys right now so, so mm-hmm. um, Knowing that nobody's got your back, most people don't. Uh, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I feel for the, the law enforcement guys. I pulled the SWAT guys inside. I seen them out eating early last week, and I was like, "Hey, I gave my car. I was like, hey, you know, I do a lot of stuff for different folks. You know, you guys, give me a call, man. I'd love to do some work for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever I can do, you know, we just they need that. Mm-hmm. You know, they deserve that. They've earned that. No, Absolutely." I know you do a lot of stuff with the police. I saw the memorial you did for the canine, like the canine park up in Virginia Beach. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah we did that with a friend of mine I went through Buzz with as well. He's fucking bad shit crazy too. <laughs> Jimmy Hatch, he's a fucking an amazing man. So he has Spike's Canine Fund. Mm-hmm. They raise money for uh, ballistic dog vests and help for all sorts of the, mm-hmm. uh, dogs. He's got a pretty damn good thing going. Really making a huge impact. Matter of fact, I got a whiskey barrel bar sitting in my shop right now that's got his logo on it. They're going to auction it off. Mm-hmm. Pick it up Tuesday. But yeah, Jimmy pulled us in. We did our, I did my first two chains with Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. But yeah, it, it's just good shit, man. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, those law enforcement officers, you know, they've fucking been burying their dogs in the corner of the yard and they had some rocks and shit out there. But I'm like, Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We make excellent. We make some badass shit. So I was like, hey, let's, you know, we got some marble. We got some fucking stainless. We got some other shit. Mm-hmm. We went there and put that thing up for those guys. We also made a, a real nice 
a piece of wood that they could put inside their shop, and I had a bunch of historic artifacts in there, and I kind of mm-hmm. talked the metaphors of which artifact, which artifact, what each artifact meant and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know uh, we're kind of heading toward the end right now, so as uh, I guess finish up a little bit. Uh, there's uh, three things you could tell someone that's getting out or struggling right now that you think that would really, like, really impact their lives, what would it be? You know, I was writing down some things, and I we talked, you sent me the, the heads up that, and, and uh, first, just, you know, believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. You're fucking badass. You're getting out, just did some amazing shit. You're fucking badass. You, you're okay. You know, don't let anybody fucking even, like, whisper or convince you that you aren't epic. You're fucking epic, you know? So that's like the first thing, you know, just mm-hmm. sometimes you just, you know, most of us are, I consider myself to be a pretty humble person, but mm-hmm. I mean, when you dig in deep, you're a badass, you know? Don't mm-hmm. forget that. You earned it. You are. And, uh, you know, you fucking believe in yourself. And then that's when we kind of already touched on, you know, the be kind to yourself. When you fuck some shit up, Whatever it is, brush yourself up, put your big boy pants on, don't beat yourself up too hard, just get right at the, okay, how do we fix what I just did so that shit don't happen some more, no? mm-hmm. no, And then, on a daily basis, a lot of these guys just, what I have to do, do something small for yourself every day, whether that's go to the gym, whether that's learn something, whether that's, whatever the fuck it is have to take a half a second and it could be just five fucking minutes just something for you mm-hmm. take care of yourself just take care of your fucking self for two seconds got your family got everybody I'm not telling you shit can anybody just for half a second just do something little for yourself mm-hmm. you know and you gotta start with yourself you can't fix all the other shit if you haven't fucking take care of yourself so I think uh, those three things there's a pretty damn good start, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's what resonates with me. All the rest of the shit, you kind of know the answers to the test, you know. It's fucking tough, dude. It's like I said earlier, man. <laughs> uh, nobody's coming, dude. You mm-hmm. know, we got to figure out how to uh, create a lifestyle that where we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. I'm not telling you what your lifestyle is. Just you decide what your lifestyle is. Create a lifestyle that you're gonna be able to, that you can tell grandma about. That's generally a pretty fucking good one. Mm-hmm. If you can't tell grandma about it, you might be fucking it up. I feel like it's a good way to look at it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, and so before I let you go, I just want to uh, tell you how much I appreciate like everything you're doing for our community, all the people that are struggling right now. From like it, like I said, all the first responders, all the vets you bring in. All the closure, I'm sure you bring some of the people with the Gold Star families. I just want to say how much I appreciate it, and thank you very much. Absolutely, yeah. right, Anything I can do for you down the road, uh, let me know. We do a ton of fundraiser shit. We mm-hmm. do all sorts of stuff. Right. Our shit raises a lot of money. So uh, mm-hmm. um, give me a yell. We'd love to give you a hand, and if you need to do this again, just whisper. All right, fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. I hope to uh, get you on a later date. All right, brother. Be good, man. All right, you too. Cheers. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to One's Too Many. If you like what you've just heard or you think it would benefit someone you know, share this episode and pass on our web address, onestoomany.com, to someone you believe might need it. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes so we can continue to spread our message. Be sure to check out our website for previous podcasts and check us out on Facebook at One's Too Many and Instagram at One's Too Many underscore official. This has been Adam Salters. And remember, you matter. You've got this and you're not alone. Thank you.